irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to the Power of Love Radio Show only on LA Talk Radio. Welcome to the Power of Love, sponsored by the Dee Dee Jackson Foundation. I am TJ Jackson, and I'm here with just one brother today. <laughs> and you probably know who it is from that, that yeah, laugh. That laugh. That laugh that's followed me for 38 years. Followed you. <laughs> Led you. <laughs> Led me. Uh, that is my eldest brother, Todd Jackson. The eldest, not the wisest. Make sure you know that. Um, we are here live on the Power of Love show. So if you're listening to us right now, thank you for joining us. Uh, we're going to be, we'll always have our Twitter handle open, ready for phone, uh, ready for questions, comments, anything you like. Todd, you want to give that Twitter? Sure. It's um, at DDJ Foundation. Cool. Now, I'm going to get the disclaimer out of the way. We aren't licensed, we are not licensed therapists. So if you need help, you must find professional help. Do not rely on us. That's an important disclaimer. Um, but today is January 25th, 2017, and the year is already flying by. It's crazy. It's yeah. already one month almost in that the That is books. kind of scary. Scary, but, right? Yes. Um, Todd, how was your week? Uh, TJ, it was okay. I mean, it rained a lot, which I know you like. Rain. I loved every drop <laughs> you did every single I drop. stayed home like a hermit like I don't like rain <laughs> you stay home anyway <laughs> I know but it gives me an excuse to stay home even more when Todd but I mean don't you enjoy it I after it rains at least wow. you can see this clouds do you have do you put any value in being able to see a cloud in Southern California in Los Angeles I like we the sun. Live, I, the only reason I like the rain is because we need it. But Todd, the, the, the clouds are so dirty and the air is so polluted that the rain is so needed here in Los Angeles. Just off so. that. There's other reasons, of course. But for me, that's that's a big one. And then after the rain clears, you get to go outside and do something with your day. You're not following. No, you're not. You're not selling me on it. Well, it was, I need the sun. I loved every minute, and I'm I'm hoping it comes back. I don't know if there's another <laughs> oh storm in the forecast, but we need it. I mean, Southern California's been in a drought, but we need the rain anyway. Um, Taj, another big thing that's happened in the world yes. since the last time we were on the air was uh, Donald Trump, a new president. Yes, a new president. Um, yeah, it's 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 going um, a lot of protests, a lot of people upset. And a lot of um, marching going on. But all I can say is I'm hoping we as humans um, get together um, and, and just remember that humanity, we're all alike, and, and love is the answer, really, in short. Um, we may not see things the same as our, as our colleagues or as our associates, as the next person in line, but it's very important that we all remember we're one, and we bleed the same way. We we want what's best for ourselves and our family and the world, and we have to find a way to come together. Yeah, I think that um, for me, what's important is protecting those that you know that. I know, you know, I and, just, and I you didn't mention this today, but <laughs> this is so annoying. <laughs> okay, so now this I'm going to be what, cautious of this. <laughs> Okay, so this is the thing. You need to watch your you knows, and I need to watch my ums. 
Okay. So we'll I will trade your ums for you knows <laughs> any day. Yeah, that's something we, we got to. Uh, I got called out on Twitter for my you knows. So I'm trying well, to. Whoever called out. Taj out on Twitter, thank you. I've been calling him out for 10, 15 years. If you look at old. It's natural. Though if I, if I cut it out, then I'm thinking about what I'm going to say as opposed to saying it. And that's the thing. I can think about what I want to say. Just don't say out. it. I know, I'm acting like I don't yeah. have an issue, but it, you want me to filter? Just be silent. Just use that <laughs> silence. No, no, not not all the time. But when you have that that lack of, or when you have that space where you don't know what to say and you're thinking, just let silence ride. It's I got the same issue. I just I just have one word. Know. You have two. I got one. Well, what I was saying uh, before that I said that you know I think is just. We, we have an obligation to protect, protect each other mm-hmm. and those less fortunate or that don't have that voice. And I think that's mm-hmm. what kind of where, not us as a society, but that's kind of where we, we're faltering. It's a, it's a me, me first attitude that mm-hmm. I think the society is, you know, um, showing to the world. And yeah. I, I don't subscribe to that at all. And I think that's, you know, obviously we don't and our family doesn't, we're all about giving yeah. and, um, and lifting people up, but I think there's too many people in the world that it's about. Oh, I'm going to get mine first, or I'm going to protect my bubble first. And to add to that, I think the youths—it's a tough word to say—the youths, the young people in this world have to really subscribe to making a difference. Yeah. They have to really. Um, ow, there I go. They really have to want to make a difference. They we have need to- shock collars or something. <laughs> we can each buzz each other. I think let's, that'll be let's fun. Do it. I'm down to do it. If you... <laughs> but uh, it's the youth. I mean, I, I'm not seeing enough of our youngsters really utilize the so, the mic they have, which is social media. When we were yeah. young, we didn't have social media. So youngsters have to utilize that tool yeah. and to their advantage and, and to make it a better place. And with that, yes. I'm going to talk a bit about our guest for today. Yes. Because she is one who I believe is using her voice and her story to help many, many, many people around the world. And I didn't know much about her story. Todd, you knew more than me. But I've been, you know, reading on it uh, the last couple of days mm-hmm. and, and really impressed with this young lady. And she's a cancer survivor. And she's an actress, and she's a student. She's doing all of that, and she's also inspiring thousands around the world. So with that, with without, what's the proper phrase, Todd? With, with without further ado. Thank you, Todd. See, that's when I need your older brain. I'm leading you. <laughs> without further ado, we have the amazing Taylor Hay on the line. Taylor, are you with us? I am. Awesome. How was that introduction? I know you. <laughs> you haven't gotten one like that before from two brothers, have you? <laughs> I haven't. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know my part was pretty good. Taj, I'm, I apologize for his. But tell us about yourself, Taylor. You're you're 17. Is that right? Are you 18? No, I'm 18. <laughs> okay, you're 8. So you're probably laughing at me. There you go. I told you she was 18. Did you? You don't trust I don't me listen either. to you a lot as much as I should. But Taylor is 18 years old. Uh, Taylor, you're in school. And I think what makes you even more special is what you had to go through and endure and overcome um, as a child. Do you want to tell us about your story a bit? Yeah. Um, so um, I've been in the industry since I was four years old. Um, I was a stubborn little child. Um, my mom's also an actress, or I should say was. Um, right now she's kind of 
well, she wasn't, she isn't now, but she took quite a while because she was my taxi. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was the kid that saw her going out and getting auditions and was literally like, when do I get an audition? When is my turn? When do I get an agent? (laughs) Keep an eye up. Three years old at this time. Wow. And my mom's like, no, I'm not getting you in this. This is like, no, this is not happening. Um, Well, of course, me being persistent, I kept at it and at it and at it. And finally she broke and said, fine, I will get you an agent. Love so um, at the time, I lived down in San Diego, um, and I got my first agency, which is Elegance, and I'm still with um, them today. I love them deeply. Wow. They've nice. been literally part of my career ever since. That's great. And uh, I booked my first commercial for Peter's Piper's Pizza, um, and <laughs> I guess I was just hooked from then on. Wait, wait, time out. Peter's Piper's Pizza. I don't even know if they ha- yes. I've had that before, by the way. Um, it's in I, Texas. It's in Arizona, like this. South region. Yeah, I've had it in Texas as well. Um, they mm-hmm. don't have it here in the South. So you know, are in the California. You never had it then, right? No. I, never. I, I ate them on, on set. Oh, on set. That's not the same. Okay, cool. Um, all right, so so carry on. So you've done your first little gig was a Peter Piper's pizza. Yep. And then, <laughs> and then keep going. And then from there, I was just hooked on everything so I then transformed to going into short films and films um, and my next big project was called The Blue Rose mm-hmm. which is um, a movie with Danny Trejo Dee Wallace Stone who's the mom from E.T. Um, and a lot of um, I think it's um, Daniel Baldwin he was in it cool. um, and I was six six of the time of filming okay. um, so I was young and the the idea of that movie was actually really heartbreaking. It was pretty much um, my mother met this guy and she started getting into drugs. And so the very last scene of the film that I'm in is literally me crying over my mother's grave site. Wow. Uh, and I mean, it, 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 it's so funny because I, I really don't remember that set particularly, but I remember that we were in Palm Springs for it. And I remember that I didn't actually, at the time, I was still learning how to read. So in order to memorize my lines, my mom had to pretty much feed it to me, saying, this is your line, now repeat it X amount of times. Uh-huh. Um, but it was so funny because one of my one of my favorite stories from the set, again, I don't remember, is we were, uh, we were on set at a diner, I think it was. And there was this extra who was sitting next to me and he kept eating his fries. And I look over to him, I'm five years old. I look over to him and I say, you can't eat those because it's continuity. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> that's amazing. So, so everybody you, stopped yeah. and just looked at me and bursted out laughing. <laughs> so you're made for this business. You're made for this, for to be an actress, basically. I, I guess so. <laughs> Little tiny me thought I was quite hysterical. I love it. I love it. Okay, so you're on this the road to being a, an actress, and then when you're nine years old, something happens, correct? Yes. Um, when I was nine years old, I was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoblastic lymphoma. Try saying that five times fast. I can't even say it once. Uh, yeah. So that's why we had you say it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, that, that was, it was, it was definitely a life changer, but... I look at it now and think that I wouldn't tra- trade that for anything. Um, it's really made me who I am. Now, um, real quick, when you're nine 
and and you're diagnosed with non Hodgkin's lymphoblastic lymphoma. Get it. I, I I was waiting for my brother to look at me and give me a nod, but he didn't. Um, when you're when you're diagnosed with that, w- do you have any grasp or do you have any is understanding? Yeah, is that registering with you at nine? It, it you know shockingly it did. Um, I had this doctor who um, who didn't want to go in and perform another surgery, and this doctor turns to me and says, "Well, what do you want me to do?" Um, and I literally looked at that doctor straight in the eye and said, I want you to find out what's wrong with me. This was before I was diagnosed. So it, it, it did really, I, I did understand. I, I don't think I understood really the severity of it. Um, mm-hmm. But but I did understand what was going on. I was the only kid at Lady Children's Hospital that had it. Um, it's usually a middle-aged man's disease. Oh, wow. So the doctors pretty much looked at me like I was the weirdest child in existence because I was nine years old, 60 pounds, and I had a 40, 50-year-old man's disease that's usually in guys wow. 180, 200 pounds. Um, so once again, I was a special child there. Um, so how does your family re- re- respond to this, and how do you as a child respond or what do you get what's your takeaway from how your family and your loved ones are responding to this my my loved ones and my friends and my horses were really what got me through everything that um that i was going through um at that time i was competing at a national level with my horses and it's one of the things that kind of kept me calm and kept me grounded. It's like I would go out and I'd ride and I wouldn't feel well. So I'd take a break and then I'd go back and ride again. Um, so it kind of let me get my mind out of everything. But um, no, my family was a huge part of what happened um, and what, how I got through what happened is what I should say. They just, they were with me for the entirety of the two years that I had to go through treatment. Um, and actually one of the first words out of my mouth when I found out that I was diagnosed was I want to donate my hair. Um, so before really anything that happened, I donated, I think it's about six or seven inches of what I had. Um, cause my hair was like pretty much down to my waist and I cut it into a short bob because I didn't want to deal with it falling out. And I figured if I have this hair, why, why shouldn't I be able to give it to others to use as wigs, which is exactly what I did. Um, So, I mean, I, I kind of had a good heart from the very beginning, and I just, I guess it just kind of followed with me. Wow. Now, I, I have a question in terms of that. Because um, we've been discussing throughout the episodes and uh, that we've been doing, you know, uh, different kind of ways that, like, family or friends deal with, you know, I, w- I want to not want to say loss, but, like, grief or something like that. And um, were they mostly positive to you? I know you said they helped you get through it and all that, your family and your friends, but did they, because um, I know it couldn't have been easy on them as well, but did they maintain a positive atmosphere around you or was it kind of like they were just, I mean, did you see a lot of crying and stuff like that? Were you the were you the warrior or were they kind of helping you be the warrior as well? We we both were, uh, well, everybody was. I um, I I don't think there was any a specific time that I actually broke down crying, and I know for a fact there was never a part that said "Why me? Why did this happen to me?" Mm. Um, which was kind of something telling. But my mom is who really 
stuck by me the entire time. She was in the hospital with me 24 seven, pretty much didn't want to leave my side. Um, and again, I was, I was kind of young at the time. So, um, they didn't really want to show me that it was as bad as it was. Um, so my mom would wait till I was asleep to cry pretty much. And she's probably going to like hurt me for saying that. Um, That's important. That's uh, important though. That's important for, and and to me, the way way I see it, it's important on two fronts. Number one, your mom's got to get that out, you know, at, at some point. And the second thing is she's doing it in a way away from you so that you can, can maintain your strength. And your your beliefs, you know, and, and your power. And I, I'm 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 loving your story. I'm loving your story. Let me ask you a question: When when you were diagnosed, did you? I know you had been acting, and that was a dream of yours. Did you ever worry about your acting career or being able to be do you know normal even normal things? I know you said you were still horse ride, horse riding. Is that right? Yeah, I'm, I'm not right now, but yeah, I, at the time I was still really heavily into my horses and my riding and all that. So basically, probably what I'm asking is, did your life change outside of being diagnosed? Did you did you stop doing things you wanted to do? Um, why you were yeah? Diagnosed. Why, why you were diagnosed from nine and ten years old? Did you did you have to give up certain yeah. things? Um, no, I, I I definitely didn't um, because that is what kept me grounded. I think if I gave up my horses and just said I can't do this, um, it would it would have been a lot different because they were something that was always there for me. And it, it, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that it was kind of like a self conscious thing, but they never judged me. They would they they loved me no matter what or how I felt. Um, so it was it was something that I was still really actively involved in. I, and I, I don't think I would have been able to keep up my strength if I didn't have them. Um, but I continued showing until I was 12 years old. Um, and that's really when my acting, um, my acting industry kind of kicked in and I was like, I, I can't show anymore. I just don't have time. I don't have enough hours in bed. Mm-hmm. Was there any type of charity or, or foundations or even programs that helped you uh, at, oh, any, at any point? Which ones? I want to give them shout outs. Oh, um, um, of course, Randy Children's Hospital. They were a huge part. That's where I was treated. Um, Make-A-Wish Foundation, mm. San Diego chapter. They are beautiful. I still work with them to this day. Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Again, I still work with them to this day. Um, American Cancer Society. Oh, my goodness. There are so many, and I'm blinking on some of them. No. Um, <laughs> no. those, those, those are really the main ones that... Uh, that worked with me at the time. Now, I mean, nowadays I work with so many different um, charities in general, which we'll get to later. Mm-hmm. Um, but those were really the ones that kind of gave me the support I needed. I mean, I had reps from Make-A-Wish and from Leukemia and Lymphoma um, Society who would actually like come in and they'd like visit me and they'd play games with me and, and Leukemia and Lymphoma Society would actually bring stuff for me. Like they'd bring quilts from like their teammates or they'd bring, I, I still have this gorgeous, square that's all tile that has like different sayings on it that says like you can do it or we're proud of you and I still have it to this day and and, um, and that made a difference for you oh absolutely awesome. it, it it showed that it wasn't just me and my family fighting it showed that it, it it was a group effort and that everybody was kind of pitching in necessarily to say wow we are live on the power of love and we are talking to cancer surviving actress Taylor Hay and if you have a question, please feel free to call 
in at 323-203-0815, 323-203-0815. Taylor, you're okay taking phone calls, correct? Absolutely. Okay, cool. Uh, before we take phone calls, though, I just want to talk to you about your acting career now because mm-hmm. you, um, you know, we talked earlier, but um, you are now doing a couple of projects currently. Would you like to talk yeah. about those? I would love to. Um, right now, um, I just finished doing an episode on The Real O'Neills, which is a 30-minute ABC comedy. Um, and my role is a chance of reoccurrence. So hopefully, fingers crossed for that. Um, <laughs> that set is amazing. Everybody is so well-grounded and funny. And it was just a really fun set to be on for four days. Um so I just did that. I also um, am in pre production for a movie called Hellstorm, which is featuring um, Kane Hodder, who is in four of the Friday 13th movies as Jason Voorhees. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm super excited for that. And then also, I don't know, most people saw this of the crazy girl who is on uh, American Ninja Warrior. Her name's Jessie Graff, and she gets to play my um, half-sister. Oh, wow. Okay. Nice. Um, So that's going to be filming, hopefully, in the next few months in Biloxi, Mississippi. Never been to Mississippi, so I'm excited (laughs) for that. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. That's kind of what's on my radar right now. Hopefully, some other things will come up, but it's the beginning of the year. You have a lot going on, Taylor. Yeah. How do you... you, Because you have your acting. You have school. And then you also have your charity work, um, w- one being Star Four Night. Is that right? Yes. How do you, first of all, what is Star Four Night? Star Four Night isn't necessarily a charity, but it's an event that we, um, it's a charity event that we do um, to make people feel like a Star Four Night. So we did the first one in 2000 and, oh goodness, let's do math real quick. 2012, um, which was for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Um, And what we did was we brought up leukemia and lymphoma, um, like their cancer patients or survivors that they work with directly, and we make them feel like a star for a night. So we had, at that one, we had people such as Cody Longo from Hollywood Heights. um, Oh, goodness. There's so many different people there, but that was kind of like our first one. That was kind of like our tester to see how things would go um and i believe we had i think 10 cancer patient survivors and um i think around 30 or 40 celebrities there so is it pretty much what it, <laughs> it says you guys make them feel like stars for a night yeah so they um the people idea. come up and they walk the red carpet with um the celebrities or and um, by themselves they get to hang out with celebrities all night because they get to do photo booths um this specific one was actually um, this specific example was heartbreaking but so touching at the same time um, Cody is one of my dear friends and he came and this was the first time we met and he sang for he did like a little set for us um, and there was this one girl who was a cancer survivor but also had Down syndrome mm-hmm. um, so he sang this love song and he spotted her out in the crowd pulled her up and started singing to her. So he like got down on one knee and was dancing with her. And the smile on this girl's face was, was absolutely precious. Um, so, you know, it, it was moments like that that really made me think, I, I want to continue doing this. 
Um, so fast forward to two years later, um, we did another star for a night, and this one was for Make-A-Wish. Um, and that one was even bigger and better. We had Joey King. We had Matthias Ward. We had names up the wazoo. I think we had about 50 or 60 celebrities that year. Um, and actually, our kid count was cut back a little bit because it was raining. Um, and a lot of kids, sadly, were actually just, we, they were back in the hospital. So we had, I think, about five or six that year. Um, and it was amazing. It was in a bigger space. There was more people. It was so much fun. Um, and then we just did it again last year for um, Alex's Lemonade Stand. Um, and so it was just, it's something that I just love to do. And it's a ton of work, but it, it's really worth it for those three, four hours of the event. Yeah. Wow. So what, cause we talk about this a lot. I mean, we grew up watching, you know, our, oh, just said, you know, uh, we grew up watching our uncles and our dad give back and our aunts. And, um, so for us, it was like, we had role models that were in the public eye giving back, but what, what was it like for you? Like what made you, I know you survived this, um, this cancer and what, um, but what made you like say, okay, this is what I'm going to do with my life because certain people, it takes a certain person to do this in terms of dedicate, you know, what they want and say, okay, I'm going to give, I'm going to be that person, especially when you're so young too, as well. Honestly, what it was, was, um, these people did so much for me, those, those charities specifically looking, specifically looking in the Fulman Society. And make a wish. They did so much for me when I was in treatment, and I was like, you know what? I now that I now now that I'm standing on my own, I want to give back to them. Um, so that's kind of how it started with everything. And I I attended events that they were doing. I was keynote speakers, um, and that was kind of like the start of it. And then I just got this little niche that's like, what if I did my own event? And that's where it started, and that's how it took off. We're live on the Power of Love show with Taylor Hay. Phone number to call in is 323-203-0815. And I have a question for you, Taylor. Okay. My question is, if you can give one thing, one thing, okay, let me say this. If you can talk to someone who's in your shoes, a nine-year-old girl who just got diagnosed with a cancer, what would you tell them? My main, honestly, my main thing is just never give up. Just continue on, keep fighting, um, because it does get better. Um, And keeping a positive attitude throughout the entire thing is really, it really does help. It may seem so small, but it it, it, it just, it puts a smile on everybody's faces, even when you're in pain and even when you don't feel well, it just, it gives hope to everyone. It, it really does make you feel better. So just don't give up. Keep fighting and just be joyful. Hello. Taylor, I added a phone call. Great advice, by the way. Who do we have on the phone? This is DJ Williams. How are you, Miss Williams? I'm doing good. You. I, I missed the topic of today. What's the topic? I heard that. I our, heard what Tyler said. We have Taylor. We have Taylor Hay, who's a cancer surviving actress, on the phone. She was diagnosed with cancer at nine, and yes. um, she's eighteen now. I almost said nineteen. I don't know where I got nineteen, but she's eighteen now, and and she's she's an inspiration. So, do you have a question for Miss Taylor? 
Yes, because I have family members that passed away from cancer, and I know one one of my friends on Twitter has cancer. What what would be a good thing for them to do to take away pain? Is there any treatments that you know of? Oh, that's okay. Um, you know, I I that's that's a really complicated question, just because. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know exactly what they're going through, and I don't know exactly what type of cancer it is. Um, but yeah, honestly, chemotherapy. She said she's always in pain when she goes to chemotherapy. Mm. Yeah, that means. Be- oh, uh, that's probably, yeah. That's just probably a side effect from the chemo that she's on. Um, honestly, the best thing that you could do is just have her talk to her doctor and just say this is this is what's going on because. Um, if she doesn't bring it up to anyone, nobody will know. Uh, but I'm sure that there mm. are treatments or whatever. Um, I can safely say that when I was going through chemo, I never had necessarily any pain. I just had, I just got really sick. Uh, I got really nauseous or dizzy. Um, but yeah, I would just have her talk with her doctor for that because it, it's really nothing that I can prescribe because I, I, I'm not licensed to do so. But um, that that's probably the best option for her to do. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll definitely tell her that. Because cool. I don't know what kind of cancer it is. I just kind of, you know, try to cheer her up every time she talks about the pain she's going through on Twitter. I, think, I just tell her, like, little things. I think I think Taylor said it right. She's got to go through her doctors and, and just be completely open, and, and, and hopefully the doctors can help out. And there's nothing wrong, I with getting a second opinion or a second doctor who can help you, you know, I, no, so, you know, but like Taylor said, I think there's, you, you need to have a team that's going to listen to you because it's, it's you who's going through what you're going through. So thank no, you. I think that's also, great advice. Thank yeah, you. And also, you know, and thank you for being so supportive of your friend as well. You know, yeah. oh, that's, what's, that's what's needed, you know, and, and, yeah. and that's what we started this foundation for was to be a community of mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. helping others and so you're 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 Hats off that. to you yeah. miss williams oh, thank you <laughs> take care of yourself and thanks for your phone call um so taylor yes so what's what's your future like what, what how do you what, what's next for you i know you got the acting going it's yeah i know you're in school um you don't horse ride anymore right yeah, sadly. I really wish I had time. It's just, uh, <laughs> so it's a time not thing. enough hours to stay. Yeah. So what's, what's, what do you see for yourself? You're going to just continue the acting? And what's your future? Yeah. I mean, my ultimate goal, I mean, of course, if I don't have to go to school, I don't want to. But um, <laughs> it's it, kind of like if I, I like having a backup plan. That's pretty much what the college is, is that it's a backup plan. Um, so, of course, my first instinct is I want to make it in the industry. I want to become an actress. I want to be... I want to get there. Um, but there's also part of me that says, okay, Taylor, you need to be realistic and you need to set yourself up in case that does not happen, um, which is why I'm going to school. So if for some reason that doesn't happen, and I hate saying it because I really do want it to happen, yeah. um, I am going to get a bachelor's in um, psychology, and then I am going over um, to law school doing entertainment law. Taylor, you were raised really well. Just gonna throw that out there. I could tell because you know what? There's not many 18 year olds that have the mindset of yours, especially ones who started in Hollywood and acting so young. Uh, the fact that you're, I know I, I've I've been in a similar situation as an entertainer, as a youngster. 
you don't even want to say the words backup plan, but you know that's kind of the smart thing to do is to have some type of backup somewhere to fall back. And I'm going to tell you this, no matter how successful your your ultimate goal and career is, school is something that, that you can always fall back on. And as a parent myself, it's something that you're going to be able to tell your kids because you're going to want them to go to college and, and get some type of education. And it's going to be something that you can say, I did this, even though I was wanting to do this, or even though I did this as well. So I think, you know, as they say, you know, words are strong, but actions are stronger than words. I know I just messed that up, but you get you get the point. And I commend you for that because the B18, that's especially, you know, like I said, in this industry, it's it's not, it's it's rare. And I, and I respect and appreciate that. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's just, it's something that I've learned because I've seen a lot of people on set that I, I, I just get talking to and I just say, so, so what if this just doesn't happen? And they're just so, I, I don't want to say closed off, but they just, they, they're, they're insistent that this is going to happen to them. And I'm just like, you know, I, I just, I've learned over the years to, to have a backup plan just in case, because I don't want to make it until I'm 30 and be like, well, so this isn't working for me. So what I'm gonna, what am I gonna do now? Um, so it's just, it's something that I've learned along the way. And I mean, of course, my mom has been on by my side, also kind of pushing that on me. So I'm sure that helps. I but it's it. just, it, it just makes makes sense for me. I love it. Okay, we have another caller on the line. Who do we have the pleasure to talking to? Hi, this is Alicia. How are um, you, Alicia? I'm. I'm calling because um, I have a, a similar story um, to Taylor with um, about um, illness. Taylor, can I ask you one quick question? Do you mind turning down the however you're listening to us because we're getting that feedback? Yeah, sure. Just a little bit. And then I want you to share your story or your question, whatever you have for Taylor. You there, Alicia? Or did she have to go and do it? I think she had to go and do it. Why are you sitting back? I'm leaning back. <laughs> Alicia, Hello, you, sorry. Okay, no problem. I'm, I'm here. Okay, so what do you um, got for Taylor? Well, I'm calling in because, like I said, I um, have a similar story to Taylor's. Um, I have several illnesses. I have um, epilepsy, cerebral palsy, and uh, autoimmune disease um, that I was diagnosed with about I guess two years ago, almost three, and um, I know that you definitely need that family support. Um, I've even had it, well, just this past weekend, um, I had several seizures and everything, and you, it's very difficult to um, stay positive, but it's something that um, I, I try to do all the time and also try to, um, try to help educate people about um, what about my illnesses and how to um, try to raise awareness of of it of them really so I definitely understand where she's coming from and how um, how you you need need that support because it's it's you can't get through it alone Mm, so that's very true yeah Um, yeah I, and and that, that's why, if you notice, um, Alicia, I always like I commend those that are helping people, 
mm-hmm. you know, get through it and, and the, the support system because I think that it's hard to see someone that you care about going through something like that. And there are people that don't want to see you that way, so they kind of stay away. And so it's, it's, it's very hard. So I think that the people that are there, they're really, I think a lot of them are hurting as well in terms of seeing you hurt. But at the same time, they want to be strong for you and give you that love. And it's well needed. And I think that we, if, if you have that love support, and it doesn't have to be just family. It could be friends. It could be you know, people that care about you. It really does help you heal. And to piggyback off what Taj says, Alicia, I first of all commend you for being brave and being strong, uh, for telling your story and talking openly about it. It sounded like you're a little nervous, um, but I, I just want to say I, I, you're an inspiration to many people. And um, not only people around that, you know, your family and friends, but to to us who are listening and and talking to you. And my my biggest advice would probably be what I'm going to let Taylor finish it. But I think you just got to have faith and and strength and, and, you know, just think positive thoughts. That's that's what my advice would be. Taylor, you have anything for Alicia? Yeah, um, you know, and I, I love the fact that you said that you have such a strong support system because um, that's just that's one thing that will forever be with you is people who that who are loving and supportive and just are super upbeat and positive um, because I, I can definitely say that I've been around people that just have you smile the entire time and that's what that's what just what you need in the support system is people who will surround yourself with happiness um, even in downtime they'll always find a way to make something fun or to make you smile um, and it really does help with um, with everything that you're going through and I just want to say thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story because it's, it's super inspirational and for you to come on here and, and mm-hmm. share everything it's just it's, it's amazing I have a question for you if I could Taylor Absolutely. Um, how do you, um, how do you go about with the, your the things that that you're doing to bring awareness? Because I've been um, trying to um, do that myself. Like I, they're having a, a national epilepsy um, walk in March, and I'm still trying to put my my team together and bring up donate donations. And as well, I'm also um, as I think I've told the tees um, in a previous call. I'm a writer, so I've been. One of my objectives is to um, uh, put my personal essays online as um, to raise awareness. But I, you know, kind of um, uh, kind of faltering in that and trying to figure it all out. Um, but how do you how how would you go about doing that? What, what honestly what I did was um, I worked with the charities that were close with me um, and just I, I would be a speaker at their events or I would go to some of their um, fundraising events and they'd ask me to um, kind of just speak on on their behalf and tell like my story or whatever. Um, so I what I would do is I would look up um, charities around you um, that you could really connect with and that you can really see yourself having a, a connection and a relationship with. And I just reach out to them and be like, hey, I, I really want to tell my story. I really want to raise awareness. Is this something you'd be interested in? Mm. Um, okay. And, 
and nine times out of ten, they're always looking for people to just to help to share their side of the story because if you go to some of these events that they put on, there's always speakers that that are saying how what they have and what what's going on with them is is changing their life and and what they're what they're trying to do and it just it, it really it moves everybody in the room so i would that's what i would do is I'd, I'd reach out to charities um that you could have a connection with okay thank you very much awesome absolutely thank you so much alicia for your phone call and taylor awesome advice yes. I, th- I think um, i think the key is like you said was to to get con- uh, some type of connection you know with uh with the with the charity i think that was excellent 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 advice i got disconnected um, i know i was hoping you weren't going to say anything because now my brother Uh-oh. is going to ride me for that i clicked the wrong button so my fault so if it, taj don't say anything. and we're live and we're live so, so tj can't edit it I can't edit it. I can't edit it. But Taylor, I was just basically saying awesome advice. I think the importance of connecting. Uh, I think most people have family support, friend support, but I think there's a there's a certain type of strength and power that comes from connecting from community, community, yeah. especially community that's kind of understands your story and that's kind of going through mm-hmm. what you're going through, you know. And obviously, the resources you can get uh, from those charities, you know, whether even if it's just information, you know, so. I think that was great Absolutely. advice you gave, Alicia. Yeah, and you get to meet other people in that are kind of going through what you're going through, and you guys get to share stories, and you get to make friends. I, I can't tell you how many friends I've met through um, the different charities, and just with them saying their their stories, and it's just it really does make a difference. Awesome. Okay, we're gonna take one more phone call for the show. Who do we have on the phone line? Leslie. How are you, Leslie? Hi. Hey, Leslie. I was trying to get into you. What time do you all start? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we, we start. <laughs> We're Wednesdays at 1 p.m. on Pacific Standard Time. So it depends where you're calling us from, Leslie. I'm calling from Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, what's the weather like out there? It's cold. <laughs> it's freezing. It's cold. So, yeah, you're catching us towards the end of today's show, but we got you live. Now, so what do you What do you got for us, and and what do you have for Miss Taylor? Oh, this is three T, right? That's this. You have two T. Well, yeah, you have a third T in Taylor. So yeah, there's three of us. There's three okay, T. hi. I was trying to get through to you all. I said, well, I guess they don't want me to call in on this show. No, you're live now. So do you have anything regarding our topic? <laughs> no, I just I like the um uh, the program. I didn't really wasn't I didn't hear it live, but I heard it like on the uh, website. And you guys were talking about how you handle grief. And um, I think you all talking about, you know, how me and cry and everything. I was thinking about my father mm-hmm. and how he would cry and that kind of affected me. And I was glad that he did it in front of me and my sister because it made him seem more human. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, also with the grief part, because see, my dad, he passed two years ago. And... Um, I kind of expected my dad to die. He was really sick, but, um, you know, that kind of helped, you know, with him being the person he was, it kind of taught us, um, 
that we became the people that we were because of my dad. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and you don't appreciate your parents until they're gone, like. Because mm-hmm. my dad was something else. He was <laughs> he was like a act he was like an activist, and he was a real he had a real strong personality. And at the time of his passing, I'd cry. But when he they had a memorial service for him. Um, some people he worked with um, had a memorial service to him, and that made me cry to see how many people knew him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that kind of helped me. You know, I, I mean, the people that I, I don't even know, you know, his, you know, people that he'd known over the years, but and it kind of just made me saw my father in a whole new light, a part, a part of him that I didn't know about. You know, so yeah. sometimes we don't really know our parents. You know, we don't know what like they think they do. But it, it helped me handle his past, and that made me cry to see how many people loved him, and he befriended when he was alive. So that's all I wanted to say. Well, thank you for sharing that, yeah, and, sharing and that. we're sorry to hear about your father. And, um, yeah. you know, hopefully it's getting better every day, and just keep him in, in positive thoughts and positive memories. Yeah, yeah. And thank you. For I like you guys' music and your dad's new single. <laughs> thank you. Cool. Thank. We appreciate all that support, Leslie. Yes. It means so a lot. Thank you very much. And, and stay warm out there because I know yeah. it's it's cold yeah, in Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Terrell's new song too. I think I'm not. Sh- I can't remember the name. <laughs> well, <laughs> we want to thank you, Leslie. <laughs> Take care. I'm trying to approach, but I'm sorry I got so late calling in. <laughs> well, take care of yourself, okay, Leslie? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Leslie. There's a, there's a quote online, TJ, that Let's see I was looking at. Um, this is from Turia from France. Yes. And basically she said that a quote that Taylor's story inspired me. So um, it says... Never be ashamed of a scar. It simply means you were stronger than whatever tried to hurt you. Mm. So someone sent that in from Taylor's story. So they were inspired. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Say it one more time, Tosh. Um, never be ashamed of a scar. It simply means you were stronger than whatever tried to hurt you. That's great. Yeah. I wanted you to say it again. Cause I, not because I like your voice. Don't, don't yeah. think that's the reason, but <laughs> I just think it's very powerful. It is very powerful. And I, I, we really appreciate, you know, I just did it again. I'm going to stop worrying about saying, you know, because I, now I'm catching myself say it. But it's good. That I think it's part of the process to eliminate Shot it. Shot are going to be yes. what's needed. Well, hey, I'll do it if you. Let's look but, it up. But I appreciate I appreciate when people send in stuff because mm-hmm. we really do have an interactive audience. Yeah, and, it's huge. An audience that is learning with us and, and grieving with us and, and being positive with us as well. It's huge. Taylor, you're still with us, right? I didn't disconnect you? Yes, I am. All right, cool, cool. Um, All right. So I think we only have a couple more minutes, but I wanted to give you, Taylor, the floor to kind of just, you know, just talk for another minute and and, or so. You're you're talking to our listeners. So what would you say to them? Because I, you know, we we know your story and on your Twitter and stuff, it says about faith and belief and all that stuff. So talk to us. If you're talking to our listeners right now, what would you want to tell them? You know, no pressure, you know, just, by the way. Yeah, no pressure. I know, right? <laughs> there's, there's so much that I would love to say, and I mean, I only have like a minute or two. Yeah. But I mean, the the main thing is just to stay strong, no matter what you're going through, whether it be final week, whether it be a disease, whether whether it be um, just depression or something that you're going through. Just just 
always stay strong and always just remember where you came from and and your past and all the good things that have happened because even if something bad happens in your life there's always good moments and that's kind of how I go through life saying is you know this this is something that that kind of sucks but on the upside I've done I've I've had all these amazing moments and I have these people and you know that's just it, it really outweighs the the negative in your life so just just keep positive stay strong and just Follow, follow your heart, follow your gut, and just surround yourself with extremely positive people. That's, that's awesome. Great advice. Great advice. So if you are listening or just discovering our show, uh, you can learn more about our foundation. It's D.D. Jackson Foundation. The website's www.ddjf.org. And on today's show, we had cancer-surviving actress Taylor Hay. And if you want to follow her, her Instagram and Twitter is at I-M-T-A-Y-L-O-R-H-A-Y. And her website is taylor-hay.com. And I encourage everyone to to follow her and, and watch this young lady because there's not many of uh, there's not many like you out there, Taylor. And I just and, you know I'm proud of you and, and I commend you for, for being a, a one of the young, youth soldiers and being an inspiration to so many people out there and, and someone that, you know, that a young, even an eight, seven, six, nine, ten year old, my daughters can look up to. So I really, really appreciate what you're doing and, and the head you have on your shoulders and, and give, you know, your parents a, a big pat on the back and a big hug because they did a great job with you. So thank you so much. And, and I think that's it. Yeah. I, right. Todd, yes. you got anything? No, I parrot what you say. And of course, I wouldn't expect anything else. I was hesitant to say that. But But that's it. That's going to wrap up our show. We're here every Wednesday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And again, thank you so, so much, Taylor. And everyone, have a wonderful day. Bye, guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Power of Love. We are here to provide hope, resources, and a community so no one feels alone in their grief. Support for our Power of Love radio show comes from a variety of generous donors, including supporters from institutions, individuals, and corporations through the D.D. Jackson Foundation. DDJF is a nonprofit 501c3 organization.